Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Right Down the Street. My name is Brian Barnett. I'm the mayor of the city of Rochester Hills and your host. Uh, this podcast has been an awesome experiment for us to be able to uh, tell the stories of the people that live right down the street here in our community and have grown up right down the street here in the Rochester Hills community. A uh, chance for us to really tell the uh, uh, the stories of the people who've gone on and, and, and really made something and, and have never forgotten uh, their roots here in our community. And today we have a really special guest with us, someone who I believe began their career racing a Ford 150 down Rochester Road. We'll have to figure out if that uh, that's actually true or not, but of course now drives the, uh, the number two Ford Mustang uh, for Team Penske in the NASCAR Cup Series, uh, and has amassed uh, way more Twitter followers than I do, which I'm a little bit jealous. That has great Twitter game, by the way. We'll talk about that a little bit too, um, but uh, really honored to welcome uh, a, a tremendous name in the sport and a huge uh, uh, favorite son of our city, Brad Kozlowski. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And uh, by the way, what's the statute of limitations on a speeding ticket? Asking oh, you're for a friend. Yeah, you're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know your record so I can beat it by one mile. That's all I want to do. Uh, one mile yeah. per hour is all I'm looking for. No, it's, it's good. We'll keep the racing on the track, but I know how fast uh, the freeways are in the area. But uh, no, you know, I'm so proud to be from, from Rochester Hills and uh, the time I spent there. You know, uh, for those that, that don't know much about me, I grew up. Was born and raised in Rochester Hills, uh, lived in the Brooklyn sub, which is uh, on the, the southeast corner. Uh, and my family had a house there. And in fact, I actually still own the house. Uh, so I've uh, got some family that, that reside there and I take care of. But uh, so uh, I, I try to get to Rochester Hills when I can, uh, you know, full time racing. And I've got a wife and two kids. I don't always get there as much as I want to. But uh, as we speak here today with Michigan Race Weeks, uh, I'll make a peek and, and check it out. I always try to get to Rochester proper whenever it's Christmas time to see the lights. That's, uh, of course, one of the best things to do all year long. But uh, besides that, in the middle of the summer, one of my favorite places to be. The weather is so gorgeous. And parks are amazing. And uh, I'm forever proud to be from Rochester Hills. Well, I was mentioning to you before, we're, we're super proud of you. And it's kind of a, an interesting thing. Uh, whenever uh, you do well in a race uh, and your name pops up, of course, across the, the country and really across the world, it always says, you know, a Rochester Hills resident, a Rochester Hills native, I should say. And our metrics, uh, when we come in on Monday morning on our website hits on everything, we can tell how you did um, because uh, th that's the pull you have. And for some reason, they always associate our city with you, which we're certainly proud of Brad. Congratulations, first of all, on all all your success. Uh, obviously, you have a lot of fans here, and 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 the races you've won, and 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 uh, I had the the ability to travel with you after the uh, uh, the championship uh, back in '12, I think, or something like that. We went to the White House with you and uh, President Obama. You brought the the number two in the backyard there, and uh, certainly a, a fantastic memory for me, and I'm I'm sure probably one for you as well. Absolutely. You know, winning the NASCAR championship for Roger Penske, who's right down the road from you all there in uh, Bloomfield. So um, was was a tremendous honor. And uh, my future career, of course, is now I'm going to compete with uh, Jack Roush and John Henry. Jack Roush, of course, a uh, uh, Detroit native. I think he lives in the Livonia area. But uh, I'm so proud of that as well. And, uh, you know, trying my best to make you guys uh, have something to cheer for on Sunday. And, we're having a pretty good season here in 2021. We've won uh, one race at Talladega, and uh, we're getting ready to enter the playoffs uh, here in the next few weeks, and hopefully we can bring home that second championship. Yeah. 
Well, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but uh, I want this interview to be a lot different than the other uh, 300 you'll do this week. Uh, I want you to go back to Rochester High School. Uh, you're a Falcon. Uh, I have two uh, two kids that are, uh, uh, one's a junior, one's a senior. Tell me about Rochester High School. What, what friend group were you in? Uh, did you go to football games? Was... Uh, was prom dinner at Cruz and Muir? I mean, how did that? Uh, what what was uh, what was high school like for you here? What was high school like for me? Well, first off, you'll be shocked by this, Mayor, but uh, I did everything I could to be in every auto shop class possible, which was <laughs> awesome. Like that was that was the course I had figured out. I didn't even have to study for those ones, so that was good. Uh, auto shop was my favorite. Uh, I went to Ruther Middle School uh, as well, so kind of made my way through there and, and the Brooklyn's elementary school. So uh, high school was a unique time for me, a lot of learning. Uh, my, my family had a race shop uh, in Auburn Hills at, when I was a teenager. But before that, uh, they had a, a race shop uh, actually right down South Street in Rochester. So uh, that's where my, my dad and uncle really got started racing themselves. So uh, when I wasn't in school, I was doing everything I could to be at the race shops. So uh, I didn't spend a lot of time, didn't do the, the whole prom or any of that kind of stuff uh, because I was, you know, laser focused on what I could do. Uh, I, I can't say I was the best student. Like I said, I was good at auto shop. That one I had now. Hey, the rest yeah. of them, not so much. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was probably most associated with the gearheads. Sure, sure. Well, I would say that that's you, you made a good choice, uh, that the, the time in that class proved proved worth its while uh, in terms of your uh, uh, your life choices and where, where you've ended up. That's great. You know, I, I, I hope, as you said, you'll uh, you'll get back to Rochester Hills. Uh, you mentioned the Brooklyn's. Uh, I'd love to know what you think about it. If you haven't been there in the last year, we put $15 million into the roads down there. We have a new, the city's first ever splash pad is down there. Um, wow. All sorts of art uh, along the street. It, it looks completely different. And the value of that home that you said you still own is uh, is up quite a bit. We're going to talk to you about that. the property taxes that you might owe on that. We'll see. But uh, no, it's, I'd, I'd love to get your perspective because the Brooklyn's, we're so proud of that that neighborhood. Uh, and it's really the, the probably the biggest received the biggest investment the city's done in, in many years. And uh, I'd love to get your firsthand perspective on it. Yeah, I've heard all about it. In fact, I intend to go see it uh, when I'm in town this week. And uh, I'll give you my, my glowing review, hopefully, uh, right thereafter. But, uh, you know, it's one of the founding subdivisions of the area, right? Uh, dating right. back, I want to say, from the 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, long story short, uh, it's where my mom met my dad. Uh, so, uh, you know, some deep connections there. And then, of course, you have Spencer Park over there. It's uh it's the park where I, you know, would run and do training. Uh, I can remember my first year's racing. That was, you know, middle of the day. I'd go out for a run around that park, and um, it's a special area to me. Yeah, well, that's great. Brad, you mentioned um, a little bit about this uh, really new, exciting venture for you uh, starting next year. Um, obviously, much has been written about it. Uh, ownership is, is really the key component. Uh, how does that all come together? Is that is that your drive, your ambition, something you've wanted for a long time? Give, give us a little peek into that. So, you know, growing up, my family owned a, a race team. Um, you know, it started really in, in the Rochester area, worked its way to Auburn Hills and then Lake Orion and moved all around. Um, and eventually that business kind of ran its course uh, and, and basically went into bankruptcy and it moved into another, you know, racing opportunities as they came up for me. But it, it left a, a mark on me for sure, a mark uh, where I wanted to be involved forever in the ownership side. So 
Uh, that said, I was able to do some of that with my own team that competed in the NASCAR Kevin World Truck Series for a number of years. And then that kind of ran its course as well. And uh, I still had that itch. Uh, so when Jack Roush and John Henry approached me about joining their team and offered up the opportunity to be a part of the ownership structure, uh, it was a no brainer for me. Um, and so uh, that came together, you know, in this 2021 season, but won't begin until 2022. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled to see how it will play out. Now you'll be uh, on the uh, the number six uh, flagship Ford, correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. That's, and 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 you leave behind the number two. Will that be tough? Yeah, it will be tough. Uh, you know, the things Roger Penske and I have been able to do together is something I'm so proud of. You know, I came to his team in 2009 uh, or the fall of 2009, and uh, since then we've won championships and a lot of races and. Um, you know, whether that be at the cup level, the Xfinity level beyond, I think we, I can't remember if we won 70 some races together more than I can remember to be quite honest. And uh, it's tough to leave that behind, but I'm, I'm super proud of what we've done. Yeah. Are you going to have to get a new lower back tattoo, change the two into a six? Or how does that? Well, I don't have any tattoos, but some of my fans are, are going to have to work on creative ways to change a two into a six. So, um, I might have to offer some ideas up for them. I'll think about that one. There's probably a website or a TikTok or something that's going to be like a support group for folks trying to change two to six. <laughs> That'll be fun to follow. Um, you know, you're in town, as you mentioned, for the uh, Firekeeper, uh, Firekeeper's Casino 400. When you come back to MIS, uh, is that a, I mean, because your family has such deep roots here, um, is that a special, is that a special, I know you love probably everywhere you win. I know you've talked publicly about how important it is to win in Michigan. What's it like coming back to, to MIS and those memories? And you have a larger crowd there that, that is there to see it because it's close. Sure. It's a flood of memories, uh, Mayor Ryan. I mean, I, I think about the times we've had there, the good times and bad. Um, it's probably anyone can relate. You know, I, I think about how much I miss the area. We always go there in the most beautiful weather of summer. So that, that really adds to the nostalgia factor of, you know, the everywhere else we go, it's like 130 degrees. And then we go to Michigan and it's, you know, 85, 90, it doesn't feel so hot. Yeah. Believe it or not, not at night, it's like 55, 60, which is unheard of everywhere else we go where it's still 90 at night. So uh, we, we certainly enjoy that a lot. Well, you know, you still have a house here. You don't have to stay in Carolina. You can come back up if you want. Well, temperatures are here pretty good. You know, you can go back down in the winter. Yeah. Here in the summer, we'd, we'd love to have you. I've been pleading my case to, to Mrs. K. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm on a scouting trip. Speaking of uh, Mrs. K, you you uh, and, and, and she have both really been passionate about uh, philanthropy and, and giving back. I'm familiar with your checkered flag uh, uh, organization and what, what you know we the checkered flag foundation a couple of years ago hopefully you remember this and i i'm a little disappointed that i don't see it on your trophy wall behind you but you know you earned the uh, rochester Hills community excellence award which is the biggest award we give it's bigger than any sort of nascar cup championship i don't realize that but it really is um and i'm sure it's probably immediately behind you so that's the only reason i can't see it but we gave it to you is it right there <laughs> We gave that to you, not so much, I mean, obviously for your incredible success uh, on the track, but also because uh, of what you've prioritized in your personal life, um, and that being taking care of our veterans, those who've made uh, so many sacrifices, so much going on in the world, even this week, uh, to, to be mindful of, of them, their families, and in many cases, the challenges they face. Uh, 
what was the impetus for the Checkered Flag Foundation? And tell folks that don't know about it what what it does and how and who it serves. Yeah, I'm glad to ask, Mayor. Uh, but uh, I, I started the foundation about 11 years ago. Uh, you know, as you can tell by my age and generation, a lot of my friends uh, served, uh, whether it be in Iraq or Afghanistan or something uh, of similar nature that they can't talk about. Um, and, and so with respect to that, I, I saw a lot of them come home and not, you know, come home the same way they left. Uh, and it's really tough to see, uh, without a doubt, whether that's physical injuries, which are very visible, uh, or mental injuries that are you know, not as visible, PTSD. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed in so many different ways with my career. And I think part of that responsibility uh, that comes with those blessings is, you know, helping others out. So as my pastor likes to tell me, you're blessed to be a blessing, right? And uh, with respect that, I started the foundation 11 years ago, and it really has a global mission to, to look out for those who have made great sacrifices for their communities. Uh, with a special emphasis on first responders and uh, our military, whether active or retired. And uh, we have a number of initiatives. In fact, I'm really excited about this week specifically, because while we're in uh, Michigan National Speedway, we have three different things going on. We have an uh, initiative with uh, VetTix, which is giving 100 tickets away to veterans that can watch the race for free. That's awesome. Uh, which is fun. Uh, we have initiatives with the canine giveaway, where effectively my foundation trains and pays for the training of a uh, dog uh, to go to be a service dog. Uh, it's, this particular one is going to the Michigan National Guard, uh, which will be great. It's going to go to the chaplain of the Michigan National Guard. So he'll take it to select uh, events as he deems fit to, to help support uh, different people and their challenges in the Michigan National Guard. And then third, certainly uh, last but not least, uh, we were a large part of building a Fisher House at the Ann Arbor Veterans Hospital. Uh, for those that don't know what a Fisher House is, it's a uh, effectively a support, um, in some ways, clinic. You would call it a destination in some res respects uh, for military members. So, uh, you know, if you live in the Michigan area and you need significant treatment, uh, the Ann Arbor VA is uh, a likely spot for you to end up. And in that case, you'll need a place uh, to reside if you're going to and from treatments, or maybe your family will need a place to reside. And uh, that Fisher House is meant to do just that. It's, it's seen 1,100 families already in the one year it's been open. So uh, with COVID, I didn't get to see it uh, have its grand opening, and I'm going to try to make up for it this week while I'm in town. Well, I'm Brian Barnett, Mayor of the City of Rochester Hills. You're listening to Right Down the Street, and we've got uh, NASCAR great and Rochester Hills native Brad Kozlowski with us. Uh, Brad, you, you have become a leader uh, in so many ways. Uh, your social media game is absolutely on point. Uh, super, super fun. Like I said, I've been seeing uh, some of the things you've posted even uh, in the last couple of days. Uh, but you've also become a leader in the sport, a, a voice uh, about safety, a voice, as you mentioned earlier, uh, talking about the importance of, of ownership for you. When you think about leaders, um, I imagine there are certainly folks, and I would assume that probably uh, given the, the, the fact that you followed your family into this field, there's probably some, uh, some leadership that you watched there. But are there folks outside of racing, leaders outside of racing that you uh, appreciate or that you try to emulate that Absolutely. you put things on that are important to you? Absolutely. You know, people ask me all the time who I study and, you know, what I look at, of course, uh, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur, so I, I love to look at other entrepreneurs, and, um, you know, which means following some of the biggest, you know, everybody knows that Elon Musk and 
you know, the Steve Jobs that are, you know, um, Steve's not around anymore, but Elon Musk is, but, um, you know, so I study them a lot uh, and some of their tactics uh, and why they're so successful. And I try to look at world leaders too. Uh, I, you know, I, and I love looking at history. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it's something I take very seriously is uh, how to be the best leader I can be. A lot of my responsibility as a race car driver, believe it or not, is to lead a team. You know, the team Penske right now is uh, around uh, 400 team members and not all of them can work on the car at one time, but a lot of them do work on the car and I want to lead them in the best way possible to ultimately steer the outcomes uh, to be in our favor. So uh, that means saying all the right things, doing all the right things. And of course, uh, uh, leading by not only just staying out of trouble, but uh, helping promote and encourage people to, to live their best lives as well. So it's an incredible challenge being a leader for you know any organization. It's certainly not all it looks from the outside. It looks like, oh, you get to make a lot of fun, easy decisions. No, you get to make a lot of tough, hard decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a lot of decisions where you know, no matter what you do, someone is not going to like it. Uh, but that's part of what being a leader is. And uh, I feel, like I said, blessed to, to be in the spot I'm in. And um, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, Brad, we, we uh, as I said before, we're, we're so proud of you. And it's not just your on-the-track success, but uh, the way you handle yourself off of it. Um, you said before that you are trying to live a, a life of truth and grace. Um, mm -hmm. And is there is there something that that specifically means to you or how you play that out, for example, on Sunday when you get behind the wheel? Well, yes, uh, without a doubt. Um, you know, that's it's a uh, verse in the Bible where, where somebody was asked to, uh, one of the apostles was asked to describe uh, what it was like to be around Jesus and said that he understood truth and, and grace. And uh, long story short, uh, you know, I, as, as a Christian, and those are my beliefs, that I hold that near and dear. Um, and I'm not perfect by any means, and I, I hope nobody takes it. I'm saying I am, but that's my inspiration uh, is truth and grace, which means, you know, how do we be honest and, and not, um, you know, not try to sugarcoat things, but do it in a way with, with grace, right? It's, it's, and the two coexist. And only when do they coexist do I think you're, you're living your life in, in the proper way, and that's at least in my mind. Uh, with respect to that, truth and grace means to me, it means calling out things that are wrong, but doing it respectfully and working through it. And, and uh, in my life, that means trying to live a life that you know is honest and of high integrity. Uh, but also understands humility and, and humbleness, everything that comes with it. Sure. That, that's, uh, that's great. We, we share faith uh, the, uh, that guides uh, both of us, it sounds like. And it's, it's, it's interesting how that plays itself out in politics, which is nice an easy place to, to, to mm -hmm. live uh, a life of faith. And, and certainly in the public eye, as you are in, um, we talked a little bit before that it's, it's, it's impossible to make everybody happy. Uh, in leadership, uh, and you should give give that ghost away immediately. Um, but, but the reputation you have, I always say in, in my field, um, I work really hard for two things, my record and my reputation. Take years and years to build, seconds to destroy, and that's probably the same in, in your field as well, I would imagine. Yes, sir, absolutely. And, and you know, there's going to be run-ins on the track and off, and, and I've had plenty of them, certainly not perfect. Uh, you know, I, I wish my brand didn't have any marks on it, but it does, and, and that's, that's part of life. And you try to learn from it and be the best you can. Sure. 
I do want you to know because I am a massive fan of your Twitter game that we did take the who wore it better uh, uh, tweet uh, between uh, you and the other Brad, um, Brad Pitt. Uh, and around the office, uh, you were a 60-40 winner. I'm just going to let you know it was, it was like 60-40. Uh, it may have been because you were coming on the program. I can't tell you that it wasn't slightly biased. But uh, I want you to know that around here, you wore it better than Brad Pitt. And for those at home listening, uh, you can find my, my Twitter handle at Keselowski. So we did a who wore it better, Brad Pitt versus me. Mine was my high school photo, uh, senior photo. And uh, I was wearing khakis with a, I think, like a khaki shirt, yeah, some sort yeah. of button-up shirt. It was, obvious to me, it was obvious to me, Brad, why you, why you didn't go to prom when I saw that picture. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I didn't have a lot of game, okay? Uh, so we'll, we'll leave that there. But uh, Brad Pitt was wearing, I think, pajamas, similar color <laughs> nature. I don't know. You, you judge for yourself. <laughs> Brad, we always end with uh, with one question that uh, I'll, uh, I'll ask and try to buy a little bit of time, but it's always an interesting one. If you could have lunch uh, or dinner with, uh, with one person, alive or deceased, who would it be? And just as importantly, where would you go? Okay. The second part's really easy. And I think you're gonna like it. I would go to La Pumas. I love it. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite places, if not my favorite place to eat. And uh, it's humble and I like that. I would sit on the outdoor patio they have there. Oh yeah. Uh, which, you know, faces the river. Yep. Um, maybe if the weather was just perfect, I would go on one of the tables outside. Uh, so that's, that would be where I would go and I would pick some kind of really good leader, decision maker. Uh, and judging by your question, you didn't limit it to say a life. So I would probably pick like, a Abraham Lincoln. All right. That's good. And why? Uh, because I think he's a tremendous leader and he led the country through some very difficult times. I'd love to, love to have heard those stories. You think you think Abraham Lincoln is more of a Lincoln is more of a like a traditional coney dog kind of guy? You think he's going to kind of get fancy with the like with the, with the, you know ketchup or you know something something that's going to embarrass you there? I mean, you got to be careful. Uh, based on the era he was raised in, I think he's going to be amazed by anything to show him. So, <laughs> a basic hot dog with chili is probably going to blow him away. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. That's a, that's a great answer. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Tony Lapuma and see. You know, there's a couple uh, former Detroit Pistons that have uh, hot dogs named after them. There, I think it's about time that there be a Brad Kozlowski dog at Lapuma's. I'm listen. Uh, I'm well, gonna here he goes. My schedule like the rest of this quarter and work on that totally and solely. Uh, and that probably will be what I run on in the next election, whether I'm able to deliver <laughs> that or not. <laughs> He knows where I'm at. I'm a brat or a Polish dog guy. So, you know, like Keselowski, you got to do at least a brat or a Polish dog. Yeah, you're right. It, it just, it, it, it writes itself some of the stuff, doesn't it? It really does. Yep. Give me <laughs> a brat. I, I just want to, Let's go. I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving us so much of your time. As a community, you know, we, we we're associated with a few folks. Uh, you know, Madonna went to Adams uh, just up the road. Um, she has not been on the podcast, so you absolutely leapfrogged in front of her in terms of personal popularity. Uh, but we've had a lot of great folks that have done some amazing things, uh, uh, you know, in their personal fields. Um, but, but you uh, have always been generous to the city. You've always been kind in uh, in your memories here. And, you know, it's the kind of media and publicity that a community can't buy. And you're the kind of person that 
uh, we want to be associated with. So thank you for always uh, the, the brand of Rochester Hills that is probably somewhere buried on the number two and maybe so, soon on the number six. Uh, we know you, you carry it with us and, and we're just uh, really honored that you'd spend some time with me today and that you can continue to represent our community so well. You have an entire group here, 76,000 proud of you and cheering you on every single weekend. Terrific and I am so thankful uh, for all of your support. Appreciate all those that are listening in here today. And uh, hopefully we'll give you something to cheer for a week in and a week out on and off the racetrack. And uh, we'll see you very soon. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Kozlowski, uh, the the uh, the greatest. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. La Puma eating NASCAR driver of all time. Uh, we appreciate you. For those of you joining us, uh, thank you so much for joining us on another uh, episode of Right Down the Street. We'll be back soon with uh, more incredible guests. And until then, so long and God bless.